Hello, I'm Leslie Ann Knight and welcome to Just Talking Musicals, the podcast and YouTube show where we discuss all things from Broadway and beyond. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook to join the conversation. Just Talking Musicals, Musicals, with you. Hello, I'm Leslie Ann Knight and welcome to Just Talking Musicals. In the last episode, we looked at how Richard Rodgers and Oscar Hamstein's first ever musical, Oklahoma, had come together. So far, what we know is that the musical is based on a play called Green Grow the Lilacs, that it's set in Oklahoma Territory before Oklahoma became the 46th state in 1907, and that the working title for the show is Away We Go. Hammerstein and Rogers have so far created the opening number, and rather than beginning with a big traditional chorus number, they've created a solo piece with just two characters on stage, an older woman sitting down churning butter outside her farmhouse, and a young man who saunters on stage extolling the beautiful day as he watches the cattle standing like statues. The fact is, it seems it wasn't their intention to create anything different. Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein just wanted it to be honest and true to Lynn Riggs' play. But to be true to the play meant it would be difficult to start in the tried and tested traditional style of musicals with a big chorus number right at the beginning to give the audience a taste of what was to come. But they decided to save the big number and open in a way that would reflect the peace and harmony of the opening of the story, just like Lynn Riggs had written it. And once they had the first song, Oh What a Beautiful Morning, they got to work on the structure of the rest of the show. Hammerstein not only wrote the lyrics for the songs, but he'd also taken on the task of writing the libretto, otherwise known as the book. And that came quickly too. He cut some of the original script to make way for the music, but kept true to many of the lines from Riggs' original play. He did make some changes, but only to create more diversity, and invented a side story for the character of Edo Annie Carnes, and changed her from a shy, fat girl to a slim, outward-going girl who just can't say no, with two suitors, Will Parker, the cowhand, and Ali Hakim, the travelling peddler. With the book completed, they were back on to the songs, and they just flowed, the sorry with the fringe on top, poor Judd, Lonely Room, People Will Say We're In Love, Kansas City, I Can't Say No, Many A New Day, It's A Scandal, It's An Outrage, Out Of My Dreams, The Farmer and The Cowman, and All Are Nothing. And each one played an important part in telling the story and painting the characters. They were truly integrated into the story. Once Richard Rogers had the lyric for a song, he seemed to write the music so fast, so much so that Oscar said he was afraid to give him a lyric when they were out, as he would just rush off and start composing, irrespective of where they were. But this way of working must have been luxury for Richard Rogers, as the two would talk through the play and plan the characters in such detail that he always maintained that by the time the lyrics had arrived, they were the flame to the ready touch paper. And while Hammerstein and Rogers were working on the songs, their producer, Teresa Helben, and her team at the Theatre Guild got down to the business of hiring the rest of the creative team. For director, they turned to Ruben Mamoulian, who had showcased his skills with Porgy and Bess a few years earlier. For scenic design, the hugely talented Lemuel Ayres, the imaginative and witty designer, Miles White, for the costumes, and the finely honed skills of Robert Russell Bennett for the orchestrations. The choice of choreographer was not an obvious one, but Theresa Helben suggested Rogers and Hamstein consider a classically trained dancer whose roots were most definitely not on Broadway, Agnes DeMille. 
DeMille had approached the Guild herself and asked to be considered as choreographer for the show, and after watching her perform in her own ballet, Rodeo, they sent her a note saying, We think your work is enchanting. Come talk to us on Monday. And with that, this intense and highly original dancer was hired as choreographer, which led to the truly innovative notion of using a dance sequence to depict Laurie's dream and her premonition of things to come. Agnes DeMille was the niece of the famous Hollywood producer-director Cecil B. DeMille, and her unique gift was that she used ballet-inspired choreography to reveal character and motivation, as she actually explained in her first memoir, Dance to the Piper, in 1951. I could not compose 32 bars of continuous dance without using character acting. We are interested in you, my theatre friends used to say, because you are more than a dancer, you are an actress. But I knew that one could not be more than a dancer, being an actress was less. Next came the auditions, not just for the cast, but for money as well. Like everyone on Broadway, the Theatre Guild had experienced some lean years, and they discovered that even with the talents of Richard Rogers and Oscar Amstein behind them, raising the money for a story about life out in the territories wasn't exactly a high selling point. At some point between pitching to Broadway Angels for funding and the tryouts in New Haven, the verdict of no girls, no gags, no chance came reverberating back at them. But still, they plugged away. Auditions for the cast were much easier. Both Rogers and Hamstein were sure they didn't want big names. They wanted actors and singers who were ripe for the parts, and they ended up with a cast of promising unknowns. Joan Roberts as Laurie, Alfred Drake as Curly, a girl called Celeste Holm, who sang for them like a gawky farm girl and added in a spot of hog calling to complete the effect, landed herself the part of Ado Annie. Established character actress Betty Gard got herself the matriarchal role of Aunt Ella, and Joseph Bulloff, Lee Dixon and Howard De Silva found themselves cast as Ali Hakim the Peddler, Will Parker and the menacing Judd Fry. One of the reasons Theresa Helbin was so good at what she did was because she had a gift for coaxing people on in their talent to somewhere they'd never considered before. And it was in just such a way, sitting in a taxi with Oscar Hammerstein en route to yet another backers audition one day, that she casually dropped into the conversation. I wish you and Dick would write a song about the earth. And when Oscar asked what she meant, she just said again, oh, I don't know, just a song about the earth, the land. Two days later, Oscar Hammerstein found himself writing the words to a new song about a brand new state with the wind sweeping down the plain and how sweet the waving wheat smelled when the wind came right behind the rain because the land they belonged to was grand and it went into the show as a duet for Curly and Laurie. And so it was that Away We Go opened at the Schubert Theatre in New Haven, Connecticut on March the 11th, 1943, with very little fanfare, a smattering of approval from the locals and a fairly unimpressed reaction from the New York contingent. Just to make life really interesting, half the cast and crew were ill when they got to Boston for the second week, but they battled on through, making changes, cutting scenes and decided on changing the way the new song about the land was performed. Why not change it? from a duet for just Curly and Laurie and turn it into a rousing chorus for the whole company to sing. And more to the point, why not keep the title for the show simple with just one word that says it all? Why not call it Oklahoma? 
Right, that's it for this episode. Coming up, we'll be looking at how the new show fared in out-of-town tryouts, opening night in New York, and the reason it toured around America for a whole decade before it was finally made into a film. I'm Leslie Ann Knight. You can find earlier episodes and actually see me talking on our Just Talking Musicals YouTube channel, and we'd love it if you subscribe and follow along with the conversation on social media as well. Just talking musicals, musicals, with you.